Today's Vision Sunday. So what does that mean? Steve, can we grab that first slide please? I've given you <coughs> a piece of paper from out the front for you to take home about what it is, the vision from Montmorency Community Church. Our vision of Montmorency Community Church is to become a dynamic community of faith which uses all possible means, consistent with scripture, to intentionally connect people with a life that counts for eternity by helping them become fully committed followers of Christ. So what does this mean? Is it something that the elders dreamt up as having a nice little policy there which took the, uh, you know, which um, uh, meant that we felt good about ourselves? Is that why we write something like this? You know, the church, we have a building that we meet in, but often when we talk about church, we, we don't connect all the dots. And all of those dots are all the things that sit on all of your shoulders. <laughs> They're the dots when it comes to church. Church is people. Church is not the building, although we've got a committee here that's working on this building to make it a bit better for us. But this is about you and me. This is about how we live day by day. The vision for Montmorency Community Church, the vision for every one of us is to become a dynamic community of faith. This building cannot become a dynamic community of faith. It just can't. It doesn't matter what we do, it doesn't matter how much we pray over it or put our, lay our hands on it, it can't. And that's why it says the vision for Montmorency Community Church, you and me, is to become a dynamic community of faith. Our vision for this year it's not Garth's vision. It's got to be ours because it's consistent with Scripture. This has been taken from the Scriptures. It's reworded and it's brought in from various parts of the, bio, of, of the New Testament to be a succinct little vision package for you and for me. Do you know, I love being here. I suppose if I didn't love being here, I wouldn't be the pastor. I understand that. But I do love being here. I love being with each of you. And there's a very good reason. Why do you think that is? Yeah. <laughs> Terry's rolling around laughing. Well, why do you think that is? The reason is, is because we're related. We're related in so many ways closer than my physical siblings. My physical siblings, we have um, a, uh, some big words to do with DNA running through the blood of our bodies. But for you and me, we have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ and we have been brought into this kingdom of faith as children of God. And that's one of the reasons I love being with you. And we're related to all of the other people in the various churches or in the community of, uh, who have gone through the same thing. And when Jesus spoke to his disciples, he said to them, and they'll know you are Christians by the church you go to. 
and not a person said a word. <laughs> and oh, Lee, oh, Lee, I'm concerned. Well, yeah, you knew you weren't going to say that. You were just going to leave me up here to get arrows thrown at you, weren't you? <laughs> but what does it say? And they'll know you are Christians. They'll know you are my brothers and sisters. They'll know you are children of God. They'll know you are redeemed. You've been reconciled with God. They'll know you by what? Our love for one another. And as siblings together, as brothers and sisters with God our Father. And what? Living within us. Come on. And the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who lives within us, who guides us day by day, allows us to be that. A dynamic community of faith. Is that what we should be? Yes, it is, isn't it? Do you think that the Holy Spirit is passive? As you look back through the Scriptures and you've seen all that has happened throughout history from the creation of the world, do you think that the Holy Spirit is passive? Do you think that he should be asleep within us? Does he come in because we're nice and comfy? (laughs) No. In fact, that is not at all what the Holy Spirit will do within us. He will challenge us. He will stretch us. He will take us to places that we don't want to be. He will get us to be with people we may not want to be with. And he will make us, if we let him, a dynamic community of faith. Is that what we want for this year? Is it really? I want you to take it, if you've got that sheet, don't get it now, but I want you to take it home and I want you to place it somewhere that you see it. And even if you want to take this vision section from that sheet and make it bigger and put it somewhere and it says that this is what I want to hang my hat on this year. This is the way I want Jesus to take me this year. And in all the things that I do, I want the Holy Spirit to be stretching me and making me into the person that he wants me to be. Whether that means we're teenagers or early 20s and we're just really rocking on that that journey that he's got us on or whether it's at the other end, whether you might be over 55 and, and the things that you're doing at the moment aren't quite the same as the things you were doing. But he's taking you into new areas and showing you a prayer life that uplifts encourages, strengthens and grows those that you are praying for and the ministries that you have growing, are praying for. For whether we are working in a physical sense in a ministry or there is a prayer warrior, there is no difference. And there are many stories from people here who have experienced extraordinary prayer who have experienced the evidences of prayer in their life from other people who have been praying for it. Miracles. And we've heard so many of them. Folks, whatever we are involved in, it's got to be in this way. When we talk about our vision for this year, 
There are so much about what happens in, the, in these walls. We start off with the playgroups where, the, uh, where our leaders meet with our mums and uh, occasionally dads and the children and they're meeting those people where they're at. A lot of the things are just uh, fellowship around tables where, where children are able to do activities. But through those things, our leaders are able to connect with the mums and dads, to connect with them in a very personal way. And often there's conversations that are happening out there that are about very personal issues that some of those mums are finding it hard to talk about with anyone else. And that's the role of Joan to be able to do that in a pastoral sense and to follow up people. But also the other leaders there. How many of you pray on a consistent basis for those playgroups? And the incredible work. How many families are represented each day? Around about 15 or 16, is that right? Isn't that a fantastic thing? 15 or 16 families each of the Monday and Tuesday. That is awesome. Connecting with people who may have no other connection with another community of faith. And it goes into our kids' uh, clubs, the youngest one, and often those kids are coming from playgroup and we want to encourage that, that once they're here that they see families or, or see the families from here represented through the leaders <coughs> and they build such a trust relationship with them. <coughs> They're able to say, I want my kids (coughs) to be involved with that group because they see something different about the leaders of these groups. You know, I shared with a group the other night (coughs) and some of our ministry leaders about why we do what we do but also about this, that when we're involved in ministry, it is so important that we don't try to get our identity from that ministry. What is your identity? What is your identity and where does it come from? Your identity is this, that you are a redeemed child of God. Redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. And even on a daily basis where you struggle with the outworking of your Christian faith, you can be like Paul and you can say, who can, who can, who can save me from this wretched old body that I am struggling with? <coughs> I try to do the right thing. I try day by day to do the right, but I can't. And we get dragged down by that. But as, as, as Lee reminds us this morning, but it is Christ that we need to have our identity in and not us. If we were trying to be saved by our own works, we'd be a mess, wouldn't we, Riraf? We'd be a mess if we were trying to be saved by our own works. We can't do it. And we're not being saved by the work we're involved in, by youth group or by play group or by kids club or even teaching here on a Sunday morning, won't do anything for our salvation. But our identity first, the foundation that we stand on for all of the ministries involved in is the fact that I am a saved child of God. First and foremost. And as Romans 8 says, nothing can separate me from that. Nothing whatsoever. 
It doesn't matter that I might fail occasionally but nothing can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But the outworking of the Holy Spirit within us brings us into some of the ministries of the church and so as Jane and and Joan and Judy and the others (laughs) all outwork Christ all do what they do because of the outworking of the Spirit within us, then and only then can ministry happen. Then and only then can the Spirit go into the lives of those mums and dads and kids and they will see something different about the people that are helping them. They're not like others. I can trust these people. They're honest. Their love is different from others. They want nothing from me. There's something special. There's nothing special about us except the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And as those kids are passed on from playgroup to kids club and, 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 and other teaching is then able to happen, but as the kids are loved through there into the next kids club and onto youth group, suddenly we find kids are being immersed in amongst a whole group of people, a dynamic community of faith and the families can then be affected. What am I saying? I'm saying this. That as we go into ministry this year, let our vision be that Christ is the one who is living out that ministry through us and it's not us who are trying to do it. Go to the next slide please, Steve. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is our calling into ministry. Steve, the next one, thanks. This is our calling into ministry, but I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is our vision. This is my vision for you. And I'd love you to hold me accountable in this same thing. That this year, in all that I do, I take time out to have to speak with Jesus himself and ask him to set me aside and for him to take over this life that I live. We spend about, I think, now... David Wilson says 1.43% of our time in this gathering in the morning. I've, I've let you off a bit because he counted on about eight hours sleep a night. I've given you ten. Okay, it's about 1.7%. So this gathering here, and then the importance of it is only 1.47% of the week when you're not sleeping. It's incredible, isn't it? It seems so much more. <laughs> But for the whole week, for the whole week, not when you come in here, do you come into the car park and put a different face on? I wish you would, Terry. (laughs) 
Do you come into the car park and suddenly you become a different person? Do you use the same language here on a Sunday morning that you use at the work site? Wherever you may be? Do you suddenly try to put on different attitudes when you come in here? When you come through the door, does the first thing you say, Lord, forgive me for all the things I've done and said during the week before I sit down here and take this bread and wine? When we read the scriptures like this, does it talk about the 1.47% of the time? It seems to me that that's talking about 100% of the time. Would you agree? For the time that I get, I am together with the saints, I've been crucified with Christ. Is that what it says? Not at all. Not at all. For 100% of the time. Isn't that wonderful? For 100% of the time, I have been crucified with Christ. My foundation is no longer that of sinking clay, but it's a solid rock that I can stand on. And when God calls me into the ministry of playgroup or kids club or youth group or any of the other ministries, that that this is the foundation that I am standing on. Christ and Christ alone. (coughs) You know, when Neville goes to work on on a Monday morning and he's got to be in amongst all of those ratbag kids, what's his foundation? Is it the studies he's done at university? Is it the natural gifts that he's been given in music? What is his foundation as he deals with all of those people? Hello? What is the foundation he's given when he deals with all of those kids? Christ. (coughs) And all that Christ has done for us. For every one of us individually. You know, when Andrew goes in on works on all that stuff that nobody knows about, (laughs) it's exactly the same. It's not about the studies he's done, but it's about Christ living out in him because he works with people who may not know Christ. So what should Andrew's heart be? Yes, to do his work well and to do it properly. All of us should have that but to allow our light to so shine before man or before everyone else that we come to, that they would see something different. I've just read a book by David Wright and it's just fabulous. It sums up so much that I've been struggling with over the last four years. And he talks about the fact of (coughs) when people come to the Lord in our Western countries, It is very seldom by the teaching of Scripture. Do you know that? Of all the surveys that have done of new Christians, what was it that brought you to Christ? Relationship. Relationship. And then they heard the Scripture. It was lived out in people first. By far the greatest percentage of people, something like 90%. A person at CYC camp got a a letter a short while ago and the letter said this, I just want to tell you why I became a Christian. It wasn't through the studies. 
And this child had come over four or five years. It wasn't because of the studies. It was because I saw Christ being lived out in you. You see, there was the evidence of the Holy Spirit in the person. It then linked up with the studies. The studies became real. So our vision for this year is what? Our vision for this year in all of the things that we do is to reach our community by what? Trying to get them here on a Sunday morning? To hear the teaching? No. No. Is to allow Christ to live out through us. For that Holy Spirit to create in us this crucified with Christ, solid foundation, Holy Spirit evidence in all that we do. 1.47% of the time? No. No. 100% of the time that we will become people of faith, a dynamic community faith. And when we consider one another, in all that we do, whether it be in the ministries that we do, in supporting one another, in talking about one another, in talking about others about the church here, that those words will ring so strongly in our ears as Jesus said, they will know you because, or they will know you, why, how? Because of your love for one another. For your love for one another. Are you going to have to change the way you talk about me? I'm going to leave that question alone, but I'd just like you to go to the scriptures on that, please. Folks, there may be adjustments that we need to make. But what I would ask is that first adjustment is that you put put aside a little time each day where you ask the Lord whether you go for a walk or whether you're in part of your quiet time, that each day in considering this that you would ask the Lord how how he can live out through you or ask him to set you aside and he lives out through you to renew you, for you to be able to not try so hard but maybe even back off and allow him to evidence himself in you. Would you do that? Would you just do that day by day and just see the difference, the change that he then makes? And then we go out in our various ministries and we go on to things like the women's ministry, the encouragement that it is. Also the daughters program. I want to talk to you about the daughters program. Here's a fantastic thing that's run by Vanessa and there's so many non-Christian people who come, people who haven't yet accepted Christ as their saviour. But do you know what? you know what? There's not actually many Christians going to sit beside them and talk to them. I, I want to challenge you with this and, and this is part of the vision as we become that dynamic community of faith that you might take along a, 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 a hobby or a, um, a craft 
And you might come to those days not because you really love the craft, not for that reason at all. I want you to come because you love the Lord and you want to sit beside another person who doesn't yet know Christ and you sit down there and and just communicate with them and allow and pray the Holy Spirit does the rest. Would you consider that? Would you consider that? Not because you love craft, because you love the Lord. As we go through all of our things, as we go through all of the ministries that we have, it's so important that we see them as something different to maybe the things that we've seen in the past. You know, we have a, a, a missions committee that, uh, that, that Andy leads. And as we look at this missions committee, one of the things as we started it last year again, because we had really dropped the ball on this when it comes to missions. We had. And we, wanted, we want to recreate our, our heart for missions in this church once again, in this same way, through this mission, uh, through our vision statement. Steve, would you whack that back up, please? That as we become this dynamic community of faith and our outreaching, not only to the community of Banyul, but also all of the other communities where you live, but especially to your neighbours. I was talking to my neighbour two doors down from me and um, you know what I'm like, I tend to get to know people. Two doors down, I said, oh, what about such and He said, I don't know him. Oh, what about such and I don't know him. You know, he's lived there for something 25 years or something and he doesn't know any of his neighbours. No neighbours. He'd go off to work about 4.30 in the morning and, uh, and he'd come home about 6 or 7 at night, owned his own business and never got to know any of the neighbours. He doesn't know them. Does, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I love getting to know my neighbours. I had two of them over yesterday. I wish they'd done some work with me. They just wanted to talk. But (coughs) one's a Christian and one's not. I have a different relationship with one than I have in the other. But I love both of them. I love both of them. I just love them in different ways. The one at the top, I want to encourage him in his faith. And we can talk about different things. And we do. We talk about the Lord often. And one on the other side, I, I just want him to come to know the Lord. I just want him to just give up all the stuff that he's struggling with and, and just release it and let God take on all of those struggles for him. But we're not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. And it was the same for you. You've all got neighbours in your district. And I know for many of you, as, you've ta- as we've talked, you're praying for them, you're looking for different ways to be able to connect with them. But then there's broader Australia and then there's overseas. You know, for our missions committee, our vision is this, that we don't just send money to people. That's not what mission is about. But that we build a relationship with them and we bring those people into this dynamic community of faith And they are another part of this church, of this community, of this family, one of our siblings who's doing that work while we support them and help them to do it. That is the relationship we want in our missions committee or through our missions committee, to have a relationship with these people so they know who we are and we're praying for them 
And wouldn't it be wonderful at different times for different people here to write letters or emails to them to show them, oh, here's a different person. Oh, they're from Montmorency. They're praying for us. And when we go get money, they know that it's coming from Bill and, and Rob and, and Paul and Raph and Andrew. And, do you know? So they know that it's not just coming from some bank account somewhere that's signed by Ken and, and it just goes there. That as we live out as this dynamic community of faith, our vision is to what? Bring people to maturity in Christ. From when they first meet Jesus through us. When they first see Jesus through the things that we say or do or help or give them. (coughs) Through to the time when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour and they too become a part of this dynamic community of faith. And they too then come under the teaching of his scriptures. As Lee said, we, we, we're going to get into Romans and we've got about 17 weeks and one of the reasons for that is that we're looking at Romans through a relationship with God. We're calling it God's blueprint for relationship and as we look at it, as God reached down to man as God reached down to man in Old Testament times and and set up his own community, the Israeli nation. But then through Christ brought you and me in. God's blueprint. But you know, one of the issues that we have at the moment, we're not going to dwell on it today, but we will talk about it another Sunday, is the fact that for mission, we're just not meeting the needs financially. We were something like 16% below budget last year and we don't have a very big budget for this church. We work very hard to keep it as low as possible but we're coming nowhere near it. And um, one of the things we're going to have to look at is how we can lift our budget because you know when we pay all our bills we, we can't keep 16% back from our electricity bill. Have you ever noticed that at home? We can't keep 16% back from our telephone. We can't keep 16% back from the rates. (laughs) People don't seem to get that, you know, these companies. So all of that money that we don't have comes out of our missionary budget. It's as simple as that because all those other things have to happen. So let us be mindful of that and and, uh, we're going to just talk about that and how we might do some of those things on another Sunday. But I want you to go away with this, with that bit of paper. If you want me to make that vision statement bigger for you because you want to put it, just ask me. This year, let our vision be this. Every one of us, not just the church, not just have it hanging out there, but let it hang from our hearts that we become a dynamic community of faith so that all who come in contact with us we'll see God's love shining out through us. We will be his people, his place, at his time. Amen? Amen. So that through that, we will bring people to maturity in Christ. 
Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your scriptures because they give us a great overview of what you have done in history. You said to the Jewish nation that I will bless all other nations through you. Why was that or how was that? Because you desired for them to be guided by you and live out in a loving relationship to you and so the rest of the nations would see that about how you care for them, love them, guide them and grow them on a day-to-day basis. Father, today you've said the same thing to us but in this case we have been bought with the blood of Christ and we have been made your children through him. And you've given us the Holy Spirit to live within us, to guide us, to grow us and to let our light shine to all those around us. Father, that we might be a blessing to all those that come in contact with us. That this vision that we have for Montmorency Community Church won't be something that we put on a tag or on the wall here, but that we will take it away, not not have it just for the 1.47% of the time, but for 100% of the time, your spirit would guide us and grow us. Help us this day to love one another in a newfound relationship guided by your spirit and that love will just overflow into the community. I ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.